For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we are back uh, on our Friday show uh, talking to Kurt Cooper. Uh, we talked about the Avengers on Monday and Tuesday. We talked about Fortnite on Wednesday and then Fortnite and the Avengers on Thursday. Um, this, as we have said, has kind of been a pop culture week on the local youth worker. And we're going to continue that today uh, talking about 13 Reasons Why Part 2. Um, part of the reason is this uh, is going to premiere uh, today. Um, I, I guess I, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming it will premiere, you know, midnight um, on Netflix. So there could be some who've already binge watched it all by the time they get to school on Friday. Um, Kurt and I have not seen this at the recording of this podcast. And, um, you know, our, our knowledge will be limited. Some of it will be based on, you know, the first season. Uh, but uh, 13 Reasons Why was significantly popular. Um, when when it premiered and that will most likely be the case for part two. So we want to have a little bit of a discussion. Uh, we've had a lot of fun talking about the Avengers and Fortnite. I kind of have a feeling this discussion might be a little more sobering um, just with some of the, the content um, that that's uh, uh, that the story centered around in 13 reasons why. Um, so I guess uh, maybe Kurt just, Let's start off by asking, you know, did you see uh, the first season of 13 Reasons Why and will you watch uh, this next season? Um, I try to watch or read whatever my students, to the best of my ability, whatever my students are doing. Um, sometimes stuff is just so dumb that I can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. The, um, but, uh, it's, I mean, it's just, it was just childish is what I should say. Um, uh, or it's derivative or whatever, but I have, I did see, um, I felt compelled to watch uh, the first season of 13, 13 reasons why, because it was just, um, getting so much, uh, publication. There's so much, there were so many publications that were talking about it, so many blogs and websites and, um, and uh, it was just a news story um, for a lot of reasons that I think we'll get into. So I did see it. Um, I guess I'll wait and see if the se uh, second season is worth um, me watching. If, if it seems like my students are watching it um, and talk talking about it, then I'll probably want to at least you know check it out some. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I will say that I did not enjoy the first season. Mm -hmm. um, I watched the entirety of the first season, and it, it was disturbing. And I have a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, 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 I often think to myself, like, my parents would never have let me watch this uh, when I watch things that my students regularly watch. And then I often think to myself, too, I don't need to be watching this on stuff that my students are regularly watching. Mm -hmm. um, like, it's not good for me. Um, I'm thinking particularly about some shows that I know my students watch and they're careful not to, or that some of my students watch and they're careful not to talk about it because they know how I feel about it. But like, for instance, like game of Thrones, um, would be one example of a show that I think students watch. And I'm just like, what are you doing watching that? There's no, 
there's nothing there um, for you. But yeah, so uh, would you like me to get into like the particular well, issues? And let's uh, yeah, let's do that, and let's just go ahead and state. I mean, the basic storyline centers on a young girl's suicide. Um, That's right. And it's been kind of discussed or labeled as revenge suicide, that there were 13 reasons why uh, this young girl, and I think her character's name is Hannah, um, Mm -hmm. why she ended her life. And she she leaves a cassette tape behind um, to to each person who played a part in her suicide. And so the tagline for this this new season says it follows teenager Clay Jensen um, in his quest to uncover the story behind his classmate and crush, Hannah, and her decision to end her life. And so yes. for those who saw the first season, there were some cliffhangers there. There's, um, you know, still some, some storylines that were not un- uncovered and uh, there's some more to develop. Uh, so obviously this one picks up and, and, you know, it centers on a suicide and let's get into some of the issues we had. I mean, I'll, I'll start by saying, you know, at, at the very beginning I was, intrigued by the story and somewhat enjoyed it. Um, I know uh, the director of the first two episodes, I'm completely forgetting his name, but uh, he was the director of Spotlight, which won the Oscar for Best Picture. And um, and so the first two episodes were, were very well done, and I kind of enjoyed them. Um, but then as the season went on, I, I, I liked it less and less. Um, his name was Tom McCarthy, by the way. Um, and then by the end, I was more angered um, at the story, um, specifically how Hannah, you know, uses uh, her suicide to um, you know, get revenge on others. And it's kind of it's glamorized in a sense. Mm. And obviously, you know, saying this with a caveat, anytime we're discussing suicide, this is a very serious, uh, sobering discussion. We want to be very sensitive in talking about it. Um, but the, the way in which the, the suicide was... Um, just portrayed in, in, in the story. Uh, yeah, it was very, uh, hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Kurt, what were some of those issues you had with it? Well, I mean, I want to be as, as careful as I can here, but also say this, especially to any students who might be listening to this. Um, if you think that suicide is a way to get attention, then you have totally misunderstood attention and suicide. Um, the premise of this show is faulty because when people die, whether they die of natural causes or they die in a tragic accident or they take their own life, no matter how people die, the world moves on. The world does not spend time, you know, I mean, I thought the worst part of this movie was, or the worst part of this this series was, is that it kind of glorified her suicide. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and there were people who listened to these tapes. The truth of the matter is a lot of people would have just been like, oh, like, and not listen to the tape and not move. And there's this idea that like, she keeps showing up in the show and you almost forget if you watch the show that she is dead. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's gone and she's not coming back. That she tried a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And um, and that's not to make light of what goes on in the show. Because there's rape in the show. Date rape and just outright rape in the show. That was really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, There's a lot of drug and alcohol abuse. Um, uh, and... Uh, 
there, there's some really hard things in this show, and I, I just don't think that there. I, I question the. I question the the people who produce this show. Um, if you can make a show about suicide that glamorizes it in any way, where you don't have some, you know, where you don't have some hard questions to answer. Um, about whether you should have even done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact and, that, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kurt. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I, mean, I mean, the fact that, you know, after the, the first season began to pick up and gain popularity, I mean, they started having to put disclaimers at the beginning of the episodes, warning people, giving them a hotline to call if, you know, yeah. they struggle with suicide. I mean, if you watch the trailer for this second season, you know, at the end of the trailer, they basically have, you know, if anyone is, is struggling with suicidal thoughts or, or anything along those lines, you go to this, this link and this website. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's some of the ways that they began to backpedal a little bit um, because there's no, I don't think there's any refuting the fact that the first season does glamorize suicide and it and, and makes her the hero. And again, I want to say that, and I know people might get tired of, of hearing this, but saying that with sensitivity as well. Um, this is not, you know, a subject to take lightly. It's not something just to dismiss because we know this most likely resonates with anyone. Most people know someone um, who has uh, chosen uh, to end, end their life, and, and that's a, a very sobering uh, reality. Um, but, but specifically talking about this show and this storyline and this character, mm-hmm. just talking about them alone, the way in which they, they went about telling this story uh, was not a healthy or good one. I, I agree. I, I, I just, I don't, um, I think that there needs to be, obviously there needs to be a discussion about suicide. And I think there's some artistic license to do something about suicide. Um, but I think when you talk about something that affects young people in, um, in, in such a dramatic and permanent and, uh, it just it just does so much damage in people's lives and it's something that's going on i just think you the way you have to be very careful extremely careful and i'm not sure that they were careful enough and that's easy for me to say because i'm not making that suicide movie so i want to say that right off the bat like it's easy to criticize something that you can't do um but i I just i just walked away from it saying um i i kept saying i hope my kids don't watch this Mm. um i'm or i'm sorry that my kids are watching this um because again, I just want to say, if there are any students or like people, what made me mad about this show was that like she was still the center of attention after she died, which is not what happens. Okay, it's not that is not that might happen for a day or two, um, but not for weeks on end as it happens in this show. And um, it just it it just seems she seems to come away as like somewhat righteous mm, in this. Look that. I was going to point on that, that, I mean, that truth alone in the series really disturbed me and bothered me. And that's something I just spoke to. I was teaching 11th and 12th grade Sunday school at the time. And I just, at the very beginning, before we started, I made that statement. And this is going to sound harsh to some, but I mean, the title of the the series should be 14 reasons why, um, because I mean, yeah. she killed herself. She is a reason. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. I mean, the way the storyline is told, there are many factors to it. And there are people who are harsh to her, people who did horrific, terrible, things, terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she chose to end her life. Um, and so that's something, you know, we cannot as Christians remove that responsibility from her 
in the storyline. We've got to see that she did make that decision. Um, but it does, can, it makes her righteous. I mean, she is almost faultless throughout the story. Yeah. And can we talk about the fact that that follows the, like the zeitgeist of the age where people's problems, there's no personal responsibility. All of my problems are because of other things that are outside of my control. That's good. Um, yeah. and there's look, there are problems that are outside of your control. Like, you know, it, your parents got divorced. Okay. That was outside of your control. And that is a problem that's going to have ramifications for you. Um, but all, all of you, but that's not why you're spending too much time playing Fortnite. Um, or that's not why you're, um, you know, that's not the, that's not a hundred percent of the reason that you have problems in your life, whatever your problems are, whether they're trivial, like video games or serious problems, like flunking out of school or whatever. And there, there is just this idea that like I have these problems and they're outside of my control. And so therefore the, like this is the only answer that I have. Like she, she's not to blame for any of this. And it just, it, it, even think about it right now, I'm getting a little angry. Just think about how angry I was when I watched it. And it's been a long time since it's been almost a year since I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how angry I got because, um, because she, made the choice to do that thing. And also, and I mean, we, we would be remiss without saying this is like, this is what it looks like to not have hope outside of this world. Mm. Um, your, your high school years are going really poorly, um, to put it mildly. Um, mm-hmm. but to think that like, there's not that you can't be redeemed from that. And that the only answer to this is I've got to kill myself. Like, the, the, the world who believes that is the world that needs to hear the gospel. I'm mm. about to start preaching a sermon if I'm not careful. but <laughs> the, no, um, That's important. I mean, I think we've got to be bringing in a biblical storyline here because, I mean, in a fallen world, <clears throat> it is natural and for all of us to seek refuge in something. And so like we've been saying, some people, because of the you know just the harsh conditions of this world and whatever, they seek refuge in Fortnite. They seek refuge in Netflix. They seek refuge in food or Instagram, any forms of social media. What we ultimately need to do is be seeking refuge in Jesus Christ. And a story like 13 Reasons Why, her, her refuge, that is her escape, became suicide. Um, which again, communicates no hope, but the gospel does communicate hope. And it does say, you know, as we, we live in this broken, harsh, troubling world at times, run to Jesus, uh, run to him, um, uh, and find escape in him. But we look for escape and refuge in all of these other things. Um, so I hope that wasn't too preachy. No. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, because I feel like now we're kind of piling on, but it's a show too. Like the girl's still alive. Like this is so, um, but like it's not, it's not an uncommon experience for Christians to be tempted by suicide mm-hmm. um, or, or to battle depression. Um, Absolutely. To feel, to feel like you don't want to go on. I mean, um, Martin Luther is a classic example of this. Um, but there are, there are a ton of them. Or Spurgeon. People, yeah. Charles Spurgeon. Um, I don't remember the guy who wrote, um, come thou fount. Um, but, uh, a lot of people who dealt with real, real, um, who, who had a hope in Christ and yet still felt like their problems were overcoming. Just read the Psalms. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you think about all the Psalms where, 
people are crying out to the Lord in a very realistic way, a way in which we never pray now. We never, uh, you know, we, we just pray, Lord, just ha- let us have a, uh, let's, let's have a good day, Lord, and just let's have an injury-free game. And these people are like, Lord, like everything is against me, and there's nothing that, you know, where you have left me, and everyone around me is my enemy, and, you know, and they're just crying out to the Lord in real honesty. I kept waiting in that show for some um, Christian to just say to her, like, you know, there's a hope outside of all this. Um and uh, and it did. It was frustrating. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it was frustrating. And not to say that people won't still commit suicide, mm-hmm. um, even if they hear the gospel. That's it's not a it's not a cure all. Um, I also wanted to say about this um, uh, this show. Lots of times we can look at a show like this and we can say, "Oh, well, that doesn't happen here." These kids, like, where are the parents who are involved? But I, one of the things I want to commend about the show is. I felt like her parents were pretty involved yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, I felt like, um, and there was, there were kids in the show whose parents weren't as involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we can kind of say like about a show like this, well, that doesn't happen in my town in my little small town, whether it's in Alabama or Mississippi or Ohio or wherever we are like that. That's not, that's not, um, you know, we, we know what our kids are up to. And I would just challenge you that, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> I would just say to you as, as humbly and as, um, as gently as I can, you have no clue what your kids are up to. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, not only what they're up to on their phones and with social media and all that, but just what they're up to when they're not um, directly under your nose. And that's not to scare you, but just to say that, like, this, it's not – so it's not a super unrealistic picture that this show paints. Oh man, and, uh-huh. and I think you're tapping into something. You know, as we think about what what why does this series resonate with teenagers? Why are students going and watching this show? I do feel like this gives a very accurate portrayal of the high school years um, and of how they turn. feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of, of and how I, they feel. And I want to reference this. I want to say, you know, Molly Dawkins Barnes, uh, she's written a, an article that we're going to put up at RYM.org um, uh, of basically 13 reasons why there's a season two uh, is the title of it. And she goes through 13 reasons. And, you know, I mean, just the, the, the teenage years are, are one of those reasons and kind of how it captures that. And that kind of hits on what you're saying, how parents are somewhat unaware of what they're really going through. And, and I think if anything, this does help us understand um, the stress and the pressure of, of just a social media presence. Um, and I think it captures I, that well. I think on top of that, John, like just the stress and the pressure of being in high school. And I think lots of times when we talk about that, what people hear is, is like, my student is too busy. They're trying to be the all American kid and I'm putting too much pressure on them to make good grades or to make the team. But like our students are well aware of the fact that you only do junior high and high school one time. And they're well aware of the fact that like, like we, like in my mind, it's easier for me to be like, all right, well, you didn't make the cheerleading squad. Well, there's more to life than making the cheerleading squad. And, you know, the truth of the matter is there is a ton more to life than making a cheerleading squad, not to, um, you know, berate cheerleaders or I, I do think it's really amazing what they do and I could never do it. So just say all that, all the, all the same, but if you don't make the cheerleading squad, it's not like your life is over, mm-hmm. but, but for our students, it is like a life altering event to not when they, when they don't make this or they don't make that or they incur, they, 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 um, they run into 
some real disappointment. And we, it's easy for us to trivialize it and for us to say, well, it's just high school and it's not really important. Um, I tell my students all the time, like, I tell my junior high students, like, no one cares who wins these games. Like, I try to tell them that. I'm like, just remember, go out there and try your hardest, but no one cares who wins. And they, um, <laughs> they, uh, and I, because we want to, we want to have a realistic view. It's like, you know, we want to, want to hold things, you know, in a realistic view. But for these kids, sometimes, like, they're, it's life and death for them. Um, quite literally, in this instance, mm-hmm. like, the things that happen, the rejection from the boy or the girl or whatever it is. Or not, you know, getting into, and, and it, it shows like this in some ways, like even fuel that and say like, yes, like it is life and death when really like there's something so far beyond um, what happens the four years that you're um, in high school. And I, but I think it's important for us to realize that for our students, like they don't have that wisdom and foresight to see the perspective, to see that these things, um, they, they are a big deal, but there, there's more than them. They're not, they're not the end of everything. I hope that made sense. I don't know if it did. No, it absolutely does. I think it makes complete sense. Um, but, but you it, would say that whether it did or didn't, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was very foolish, Kurt. I just didn't understand. <laughs> that's what I need from you is I need that really harsh, um, dry uh, criticism. No. <laughs> uh, we're never no. inviting you back on this podcast. <laughs> no. Please be quiet. We want you to come back, Kurt. Um, no, I, I do. I just think, I mean, kind of everything you're saying, it just, I think paints a very realistic picture, um, for teenage life today. Um, it captures that, um, yeah, it, it helps us, like you said, know what they're feeling, what they're thinking, the emotions, um, the things that resonate with them and disappoint them, uh, the things they get angry about, um, you know, all of those things. Uh, so I think, you know, I struggle to know, am I going to watch this next season? Um, it just, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, if it continues to pick up and there's popularity and, you know, I, I do kind of sense somewhat of a, a call to, to know that since, I mean, much of my, you know, job as, you know, um, with, with RYM is, is knowing about the youth culture. Um, and, and I know there are people who push back on that. There are Christians who say we don't have to know that. Uh, there are some who say we absolutely should know it. So I know that's a tension, and I'm not really getting into that uh, debate. Um, but but I do think there there is um, a, a helpful aspect to this, especially, you know, I think of parents at times who seem to, uh, you know, kind of pull back and have removed themselves or disengaged themselves from the culture that they're their children are growing up in that sometimes watching something like this could be a, a, a good, you know, splash of cold water to the face um, of the pressures mm. that their students are going through, you know? I agree. I, I want to say one other thing about this show, um, which is uh, one of the things that I appreciate and don't appreciate about the show is, uh, is the, the big song that came out of it is by Lord Huron. It's mm. called the night we met. Mm. And I think it's actually a really, really good song and it, I can see why they chose it. It's very appropriate for, for sure. the, uh, for the, but I, I actually really like that song. But then when I think about it, I'm like, Oh, this is the worst song ever because, um, it's about, um, cause also I have ingrained in my mind, um, the image where she kills herself too. So, um, and you yeah, can't unsee that. I looked away from that because I had heard it was extremely graphic. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, well, I did. I did not look away from it, and you can't unsee it. And in some ways, it's good that you can't unsee it because 
it's a reminder of how gross um, and how it's just a reminder of how we're not supposed to die and how how sad that is. But, um, you know, in other ways, you just wish that you would not have seen that. Um, yeah. So uh, and I, I, I think another thing about this show, I, 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 I want to it's obviously well done. I, I want to say this about too about how it was done is I do think that I, I feel like if there is a second season, I feel there's potential for it to be actually a better uh, influence because I think in suicide, what is not, what's often not considered is that everyone else just picks up the pieces um, from when you take your life. Um, it takes the burden that you have and it just disperses it to the people who loved you. Um, but they cannot do, do anything about it. And I do think that they, um, that a lot of people are wrestling with like, um, I think you just see the reality of that in her parents and in this boyfriend, um, or this friend or whatever he was. Uh, I see, I think you see that, that like that it, it hurts, people it, it scars people in a way that then when we, it's a wound that they'll never recover from mm-hmm. um when they lose someone they love in this kind of way because they'll always be asking themselves what they could have done differently mm-hmm. um and that i mean that's a real part of when someone takes their own life and so the you know and another i think in this no spoiler warning i guess but in the first season i'm pretty sure another student who knows her tries to take his life too or does take his life i'm not 100 percent sure on that i don't think it was clear in the show. Um, but one of her friends does this as well. And I saw someone say that like the show is about noticing the signs of suicide and how we don't notice them and how the trick is to see that this boy is displaying all the signs while we're focused on this girl and how we missed all of hers. And maybe that's the case and maybe it's not. Um, I don't know. Um, but if you are ever feeling like you have to take your own life, um, there are people for you to talk to, um, whether it's your youth minister or your parents or your pastor or a friend. Um, there, I mean, this kind of goes without saying, but there are people who want to talk to you, especially in the church. People want to talk to you, um, and you should definitely talk to them. So I say, I, 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 I say this to my students all the time. It's like one of my biggest like fears is that they would feel like they couldn't talk to anyone and they would do something like that instead. So yeah, and I'm glad you're going there because I, I definitely wanted to at least. Leave us with that because, you know, again, we've had a lot of fun talking on this podcast. And today, as we suspected, this is a more sobering discussion. Um, But if there are those who are listening to this, one, I mean, several things. This is a common thought. You know, people wrestle with depression and ending their life. Um, So two, kind of going along with that, saying you're not alone. Um, that people struggle and suffer in this way. And then the third thing is you have to talk to somebody. I promise you there are people who care about you and love you, and you need to seek somebody out uh, to talk um, if you're having some of these thoughts. Um, so that's just something I, I felt like we needed to leave it with before we, we close this out. So is there anything else you want to add to this, Kurt? I don't think so. I think you, you covered it pretty well right there. Okay. And and just a reminder, too, um, as I said, Molly Barnes wrote this article, 13 Reasons Why There's a Season 2. Um, that could be just a helpful resource for people. It will be on our resource section of our website, rym.org. Um, that can just have some talking points for parents uh, with their students, 
with their children or youth workers with their students. So be sure to, to check that out. Well, Kurt, thanks again for taking out a lot of time uh, this week to, to talk with me and, and deal with a lot of pop culture things that uh, I think hopefully uh, some of what we said is going to be helpful to, to youth workers and parents and maybe even some students. If, if anything I said was helpful, my name is Kurt Cooper, and you can send the checks to Montgomery, Alabama. And if anything I said was offensive or the wrong thing, that was really j- what John made me say. So <laughs> That's true. thank you for letting me be on the podcast. Yeah, I can't wait till you're on again, Kurt. Really <laughs> All, All right. right. Have a good day. See you, John. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to The Local Youth Worker. As always, we hope you've been encouraged and equipped in your call as youth workers. If you take time to rate this podcast on iTunes, it would greatly help us. As always, we want to thank Joe Deegan for providing the music and encourage you to go out and purchase his newest CD, Cover and Title Page, which you can find at iTunes. See you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Yeah.